0: This is your Times Daily World briefing on Saturday, the 15th of October. I'm Amy Gill. And I'm Holly Kieh. Russia is planning on easing its military strikes in Ukraine. There is no need for massive strikes, at least for the moment, for now. As for the future, We'll see.
1: And a Turkey coal mine blast leaves at least 25 people dead, with dozens still trapped. A hundred and ten of our brothers were working in the mine. Some of them, the ones on the upper levels, managed to exit right after this explosion. The Times Daily World briefing.
0: After a week of over 100 missile strikes in Ukraine the largest since February, Russian President Vladimir Putin has said there is no need for new strikes. Out of, I think, 29 objectives, seven have not been hit for way the defence ministry planned. They are dealing with them with these objectives. There is no need for massive strikes, at least for the moment, for now. As for the future, we'll see. Putin's statement has led some military analysis to suspect that Russia lacks sufficient guided missiles to continue the heavy bombardment seen earlier this week. Speaking at a press conference in Kazakhstan, the Russian president also announced that the country's mobilization efforts for army reservists will be over in two weeks' time. And when asked if he had any regrets, he said he did not. What is happening today is unpleasant to put it mildly, but we would have to face the same situation later in worse conditions for us. That's it. So we are acting correctly and on time. Despite Putin's reiteration that any clashes between Russia and NATO would mean a global catastrophe, he, along with Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov, said that negotiations with Ukraine were possible. Raffaello Pantucci is a senior fellow at the Royal United Services Institute and spoke to Times Radio about the possibility of negotiations. They, they've suggested this before, that they would be happy to try to negotiate out of this. Um, and, that, you know, I think that the Russians have now concluded that, you know, their ultimate initial goal, which was essentially the toppling of the government in Kiev and taking over of the country is very unlikely. And now I think they're sort of settling with the fact that, well, there are other ways that we can achieve this. Um, and I think through reclaiming the parts of the Donbass, the four regions that we saw, you know, hold these sham referendums, and then ultimately Moscow recognizing them, you know, I think Russia would be willing to settle for some sort of a context where it kind of peeled those parts away from uh, Ukraine, uh, kept Crimea and, you know, re-established a kind of new border between the countries. I think that's what they're suggesting towards. However, of course, that I suspect is something that's completely unacceptable to the um, to the Ukrainian side. Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman has said recently that the kingdom was ready to continue mediation efforts between Russia and Ukraine if necessary. Elsewhere in the conflict, Elon Musk said he will be cutting his Starlink satellites to Ukraine, which have been vital to the country's military communications, citing funding issues as the main reasons. But the decision also follows a clash between the Tesla billionaire and a Ukrainian ambassador after Musk urged Ukraine back to the negotiation table.
1: At least 25 people have died and many remain trapped underground after an explosion in a coal mine in the northern Bartin province of Turkey. This is Interior Minister Suleyman Soylu speaking at the scene of the explosion. 110 of our brothers were working in the mine. Some of them, the ones on the upper levels, managed to exit right after this explosion. Some of the others have been rescued. Unfortunately, 14 people lost their lives. May God rest their souls." The explosion occurred 985 feet below the entrance of the mine, and emergency crews worked through the night digging through rock to try to reach more survivors. Video footage showed miners at the facility in Amasra in the Black Sea coast emerging with rescuers. The family and friends of the missing could also be seen nervously waiting for news. Turkey's Energy Minister, Faith Donmez, said that there were initial indications the blast was caused by fire damp, which is a term referring to methane in coal mines. On the way, Venezuelan migrants face limbo at the US-Mexico border, and a beloved Harry Potter actor has died. The Times Daily World Briefing.
0: It has been over a month since the start of the latest anti-regime protests in Iran and now footage showing anti-riot police sexually assaulting a protester has sparked further outrage. The video taken earlier this week shows a woman grabbed by the neck and forced into a crowd of police officers where one places his hand on her bottom. Iran has imposed strict regulations on social media but footage like this has been able to evade censors fueling anger. Nagar Mortazavi is an Iranian-American journalist who told Times Radio that Iranian police brutality is nothing new.
1: The brutality that we've seen by security forces has just been part of the same blueprint or the same method that the state has used in the past to suppress any form of dissent and protest shooting at protesters uh, directly some even from behind as they're running away as we see in images the way women are being treated by security forces very brutal very violence in different areas and also in some uh, areas with ethnic minorities that have seen more repression by the central government over the years Uh, the brutality is even more severe in Kurdistan in Balochistan and Um, Women, but nevertheless, in the face of this brutality, women and girls and allies, women and men, have stayed on the street,
0: continue to protest, risk their lives, show a lot of courage and bravery for their basic freedoms. Clashes between security forces and protesters continue on a daily basis throughout the country. The protests are sparked by the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini, who died after being detained by the country's morality police.
1: Migrants have said that a new U.S.-Mexico border policy aimed at deterring Venezuelans from entering the United States came with no warning as they face limbo on the Mexican side of the frontier. This is Venezuelan migrant Angelica Ramirez. We were already there. Why didn't they allow us to stay if we were already there? They should put their hands on their hearts and think about us. I know that a lot of people have already entered but many of us were left out. The most logical thing is they could have given us a warning. To say that by a certain date, there would be no access, but people still cross the jungle thinking they'll be able to cross." Under the policy announced by US and Mexico officials on Wednesday, up to 24,000 Venezuelans may apply for humanitarian entry into the United States by air. US authorities have said that they will send Venezuelans back who attempt to enter at the land border. According to the Jesuit Migrant Services Rights Group, about 200 Venezuelans who had crossed by land into the United States were expelled on Thursday to Ciudad Juarez in Mexico. The Times Daily
0: World Briefing Sport.
1: With a new deal at Barcelona, here's Kane Reeves.
0: Barcelona will be sporting a new look when they play in the El Clásico against Real Madrid on Sunday. For the first time, the club will replace its main sponsor on the front of their shirt to promote music icon Drake. It's part of their deal with Spotify, which will also see them advertise the superstar on their warm-up kits. The club say their collaboration with one of the biggest artists in the world will bring football and music together. It will also allow them to connect with new audiences globally. Hoping his 120 million followers on Instagram will boost the club's profile. Xavi's side are top of the table, ahead of Madrid on goal difference, with both sides on 22 points after eight games. The Times Daily World Briefing Entertainment. Actor Robbie Coltrane has died at the age of 72. The Scottish actor's career spanned over four decades, and he appeared in two James Bond movies, but he's best known for playing Hogwarts' lovable groundskeeper Hagrid in the Harry Potter franchise. Tributes from his fellow Harry Potter cast members have been pouring in. Actor Tom Felton, who played nemesis Draco Malfoy, tweeted that Coltrane was a big friendly giant on screen, but even more so in real life. And Harry Potter himself, Daniel Radcliffe, said Coltrane was an incredible actor and a lovely man. Coltrane is survived by his two children, their mother and his sister. His cause of death is not yet known, but the 72-year-old was being treated at a hospital in Scotland. And finally,
1: when you think of the UK, you think of two things, tea and British good manners. Well, one cafe has encapsulated both of these things perfectly. Chai Stop in Lancashire will charge customers more than twice as much if they don't order politely. The owner Usman Hussein put up a sign explaining that saying please will knock the price down by £2. That's just over $2.
0: And saying hello first will get an even bigger discount. Mr. Hussein said the inspiration came from an American cafe that he saw on Facebook years ago. And it just goes to show that it pays to be polite. And that's your Times Daily World briefing on Saturday, the 15th of October.
1: This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.